You say a one for the trouble, two for the time. Uh, come on, y'all, let's... Now it's time for the morning coffee with my daddy, the motivator, Jazzy G, on Power Me Up Radio, talk 24-7. It's Workout Wednesday with the motivator, Jazzy G. Morning Coffee with the motivator, Jazzy G. Featuring Cheryl Star. Star. Good morning, good morning, good morning, my soul motivators. Welcome to another exciting episode of Morning Coffee with yours truly, the motivator, Jazzy G. Here on Power Me Up Radio Talk 24-7, the station with heart. On iHeart. And today, beloved, is Working Out Wednesday. That's right. Today is Working Out Wednesday. You know what that means. We're going to work, 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 work to the bone, y'all. Today, have some fun on the morning coffee. And you know, the person by my side has always got to work, putting in work, as they say. You know, we from Harlem. That's how we say it. Putting in that work. <laughs> She's the one and only, the funny bone lady, the one to put the funny, the F in the funny. That's how I want to say it, right? <laughs> put the F in the funny. <laughs> She's the incomparable Cheryl Star. Twinkle, twinkle. It's Cheryl Star. Good morning, Jazzy D. I have to quote Big Daddy Kane. I work, I get the job done, baby. <laughs> 50 years of hip hop, quoting those, quoting those classic lines. Twinkle, twinkle, my soul motivators. Work it out Wednesday. Let's do it, Jazzy G. Let's get this show on the road. Oh, yeah. Indeed, indeed, indeed. We can't get on the road. Like I said, you can't get on the road unless this man here, the smooth operator, the man runs the board. Man does everything. <laughs> he, he put the J in jail. <laughs> He's the one, the only, the percolator, the smooth operator, the master key himself. DJ Nelson. The Maestro. What up, Nelson? Yo, Jazzy. Good morning, Nelson. You matched up, King. Nelson said, I'm the wheel, so y'all ain't going nowhere. I'll strip that car in a minute. I do without my car. That would be a new trip. Like, yeah, Cheryl, let me see you drive this car off with no wheels. <laughs> oh, word. What's going on, Cheryl? It's all good. It's all good. So motivated. You see me in the good mood this morning. We're going to have some fun today on this Working Out Wednesday. It's up, it's up to you to get up, get out, do what you got to do, and make it work, y'all. All right? Yo, Star. Yes, yes. Let's get into some housekeeping today. There's a lot of stuff been going on in the world, in the world. So let's get into some serious housekeeping and uh, let's do it. Some things, all right? You ready for yes. that? Let's do it. Here we go. It's time to get to some housekeeping. Hey, stop. Yes. What you got for housekeeping today? Well, last week, I want to report this because, you know, I know folks are still talking about it online. It was trending. It was a double, a double homicide uh, in Brooklyn last week. Um, so this gentleman lived underneath. Uh, it was a video going around. I think it's still out there, you oh, know, yeah. but it's sad to see it. But. Um, it was a double homicide So um, you know it didn't have any sound to it But we saw the video Before we heard the full story So the video surface of this man um, Came to somebody's door uh, A woman and her son Came out right And they were looking like they were having some heated words And then her husband came out Without a shirt went back in Came back out 
with the shirt on so it get escalated because um at that time when the husband was arguing i think he had like a scissors in his hand he was holding it uh right. you know you know and it looked like they were going back and forth but what happened was the wife was pulling on the husband you know and he started turning towards his wife like telling her you know probably you know i got this or whatever he was saying it was obvious that she was interrupting what he was trying to accomplish with the guy and the guy pulled out the gun uh shot him and then the son was coming towards him shot the son a couple of times um and then went back and shot the you know because the husband made it back by the door and he just you know the door closed at that point but um he went and shot so he killed both of them yeah and you know that was just like you know wow and you know then later on the day or two you know police reported that they you know they found him had a shootout with with the cops and stuff like that he's he's pronounced dead as well and yeah. um, you know they say he lived underneath them Magic. yeah and he complained about noise at some point and you know you just can't you don't know what's going on with people's minds you know um what do you think about that jazzy because i know we yeah, talk about i, I saw the video right and, and i was like I knew it wasn't going to end well just seeing the video because when right. the first argued with him, the husband I had on no shirt, no shoes, and went back into the house, and the, the the wife was arguing with him at the same time, and then he came back out, you know, saying now he had put on his shoes and his shirt, and right. and came out too, uh, but before that, you saw the man adjust his gun, like cock it or something like that, yeah. with, right? You know what I mean? And it's Absolutely. like. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So he had a weapon, but they wasn't aware. Like, say, it, you have to be a little more vigilant in, in situa situations like that. You know, it's never good to have, like, heated arguments and mm -hmm. you never attention to the person that you're having an argument with because you right. size up your opponent. Because most right. likely, sizing, you know what I'm saying? He or she is sizing you up. So you got to uh, size them up. You can't have this heated argument and not be vigilant at the same time. You know what I mean? So, right. it, like, you know, I, I tell my girls all the time that you must be vigilant, have your head on the swivel, be, you know, because it's two ways of of, of really uh, a combat. You know what I'm saying? One is defense and the other is offense. Mm -hmm. and, and if you're going to be defensive, you have to be a certain degrees, certain angles, certain everything. Every, you have to size up your opponent. And if you're going to be on offense about it, you got to think more like the predator. <laughs> you know what I mean? So either right. you have to, you know, so you have to size up your opponent when it comes to that, when it comes to hand-to-hand -hand combat. And that's when, it, you know, they teach us that in martial arts. And mostly in martial arts, you, you know, right. even if you're defensive, you still, it's like a defense, offense, offense, defense, you know what I'm saying? So, mm -hmm. you know, but the whole thing was tragic. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Tragic that... All that over, you know, that neighbor thing that's, you know, noise and, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, right. it's, it's kind of crazy because I, I know where Nigeria used to live in, in Atlanta, the, her apartment building, I can always hear her neighbors, right? So I was there and I was like, well, I can't take this. Like, like <laughs> you know, right. I've lived in the apartment building in eons, you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> so I was like, I, I can't take this. I said, I know I can't live in the apartment anymore. That would be right. a no-no for me because right. I, I take it just that little while I was there, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> visiting 
and I was there just for that 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 holiday weekend and, and, and everything. So I, I just can imagine. But again, should it come to that? You know what I'm saying? Comes to that where as neighbors, you know, whatever noise over your head, now we killing each other over noise over our head. You know what I mean? Like Yeah. Is it coming to that? Like really? You know what I'm saying? It's like, but this guy, I, I mean, we can always blame mental health, mental health, mental health in situations, but it has to be some point where somebody has to be rational. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at the video, he looked like he came to do harm. Yes. He yeah, didn't look like, how, he it looked like to yeah. talk, talk to them about noise over his head. He didn't look like, that didn't look like noise over my head argument. Mm-hmm. It was even when the guy went back inside, he pulled out his gun, cock it, then put it back in. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. it, like, he came upstairs to do damage. You know yes. what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, it didn't look like. And then after he shot both of them, then he waits for the elevator and gets on the elevator. He's right. You know what I'm saying? So it wasn't like he went home. Like if he's if he lived directly under them, the right. stairs was right there. So it's at like first he, he was standing by the stairs, but when he when he went back by the by the door to shoot the husband, then he went to press the elevator. He so, the elevator, like right, right. But crazy. you know when he was standing on the stairs when they were initially arguing, holding uh, the staircase like. He looked like his intentions were to shoot and run back down the stairs or yeah. something, you know. But yeah. um, he may have snapped, you know. We, you know, I haven't heard anything about his mental health or anything before. But I think they did say he worked as a correction officer, or a postal worker a at some point. Officer, and I think he also worked in the post office, I believe. But he right, right, short periods of time. It doesn't look like he worked a long time. It right. Like- Worked a few years on, on both jobs. Mm-hmm. So he was a person that had, and they did say he had he had jo- he had issues on his job. You know, what I'm saying? right, right, right. Because yeah. I know I know a lot of correctional officers, and my friend actually, who's an actor, like he he walked away from that job because it could mess with your mental health to see a lot of stabbings, murders. You know, they see they see a lot in prison. They do. And, and some people put it to us either, right? Right. And some people are you know, it changes them when they when it because I had a I had a friend that I used to be close with. She she just, you know, stopped reaching out to anybody and went into like isolation. She was a correction officer for for many years though. But you know, when I did talk to her, she was telling me how she saw so much like she saw people throat get cut and saw guts hanging out and stuff like that and she couldn't wow. sleep and yeah, yeah it, it affected her in a in a major way you know yeah. and we you know you just never know what what you know what people can yeah. see and what they cannot see because it it can mess with their mental so who knows what this gentleman was going through right. but uh, it, like you said he looked like he came to do some harm and it looked like yeah. you know we have to yeah it's it's it shouldn't come to that and i know i'm sounding you know i'm sounding all uh, kumbaya and stuff like that, but it sometimes it, it you have to. Where's the rationality of some certain things now? And it seems like we have not come to that that point. And, and mm-hmm. it, what affects us? Because if you look what's going on around the world, that's all kind of you know war and tyranny and all that stuff that's going on. That affects the everyday person also. Yeah, you know what I'm saying yeah. and it, it's it's done that way. So and, and a lot of things are constructed that way. But uh, 
yeah, it, it's 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 a tra- it's a tragedy, and and I want to pray for uh, the the father and the son, their family. You know, they're in our prayers, and 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 um, you know, it's it's just so many lives are taken over something that right like could have been avoided. You know what I mean? Right, right. You know, some the a, a neighbor's not getting along. Like, you know what I mean? It's like it it comes to that. You know right, right. It, 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 yeah, we should learn how to handle things a little bit better than that. You know what I'm saying? You know, over, over, you know, things that I don't know details on what when what would transpire between them on a day to day basis. I don't know what you know, saying far as words or disrespect or anything that happened because the the news didn't really give us any of that detail. So I'm just going by what I see and what right, right, right. What but you know, saying for it to come to that. You know, saying it just was tragic. You know, saying, but you know, let let's move on to something a little bit brighter. Stuff. Yes, yes, yes. You know, we all just, right. So just want to get that out the way. I'm gonna talk about. I'm gonna talk about on, on uh right on this housekeeping. Uh, it's a young lady. Um, she's actually the first woman that's awarded a four year scholarship, a uh, football scholarship, football college scholarship. Right, right. And she's doing that thing because she was. She was attending a uh, community college, and uh, she's she's no joke. I was watching a video of her on Instagram and everything, and uh, her name is Antoinette uh, Harris. You know, saying right. her name is right. Tony, but uh, yeah, she's doing her thing, and she she's awarded a four year scholarship. You know, saying she's a native of Detroit. You know, saying my hometown. You know, what I'm saying so. <laughs> the D doing things big. What up, though? And they said she's the first woman on a full. Football scholarship. Clap it up. Clap it up for Right. That's right. Clap it up. Clap it up. She's aspiring to be the first NFL female. Yeah. NFL. Yeah. They they say she she may, yeah, she may be the first female, you know, Mm -hmm. drafted into the NFL, maybe. You never know. Right. Right. And and, uh, yeah, so the sister's doing her thing. So we we never, we never know. And it's it's all good. You know what I'm saying? We're going to give it up to her. Clap it up for her. You know what I'm saying? Antoinette Harris. Okay. Okay, we we gonna be watching you, sis. <laughs> <laughs> One of the girls good. on uh, Basketball Wise, uh, Basketball Wise LA, with uh, you know, uh, Shawnee O'Neill, who's now Shawnee Henderson. Uh, right. She played football, and you know, during you know, because that's a reality show. So during some of the reality, they took us on court while she was she was like banging and. You know, and and the girls on you know, like I said, because I experienced that when I'm just playing basketball, but football is way big, more. She's a big chick, though. You know what I'm saying? She's like five eleven and something like that. So she's 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 tall and everything too. So who, yeah. Shawnee O'Neal? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. She's wow, she's skinny. Yeah, but she's about five eleven. Oh, but she don't play. I was, it was a girl. Shawnee is not skinny. Oh yes, Shawnee is. She yes, Shawnee is. Skinny. I just saw Shawnee last year on Fifth Avenue. She's a yeah, skinny I know, girl. I know, I know, but she is tall though. So she's taller than anybody taller than me. I say is tall because <laughs> I'm only five six. But it was a girl. Um, um, I was I forgot her name. Old Day or something like that. But they they went to watch her play, and they were talking about like, oh my god, like. Because, you know, like I said, you know, women are used to seeing like women play basketball because even when that started, some of my friends was like, because I, I, I played with guys at sometimes too, like in the park around my way and stuff like that. Or even in the, you know, in the breaks with the, you know, with the kids in school. And, you know, when the guys hit you and they foul you, 
<laughs> so, like, so when they watched her play football, they was kind of like, "We, what is going on? What is this world coming to? Like, why are we yeah. trying to do this?" Yeah, you know. Yeah. So they, you know, they talked about it and stuff like that. But she was like banging with, with uh, <laughs> you know, but the, it was other football girls. But that was her thing. She played football. Yeah, that's just like um, what's what's the what's the uh the guy uh he he he's a wide receiver, but it's, it it went viral too when when he was up against his sister. And his sister, his sister shook him, and then she caught the touch. He was, he was roughing her up and everything, but she shook him, and then she caught, she caught the touchdown pass and everything like that. It was like a family guy. It was like one of them family football games, touch, uh, two-hand touch type of thing, a flag right. type of thing. But my brother was real rough with her, but I think he plays in the NFL. I can't remember. He's a wide receiver though, but his sister, his sister took him out though. It was funny. She caught the pass and stuff like that. She did the one hander and everything like that too. It was so like, good. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can't know, remember the know, but it went viral too. Right. It's about in in that video is a good at least four years old, something like that, three four right. years old. But it was like yeah, because it was it was right before the pandemic. So it was like 2019. When it went viral, you know what I'm saying. So it was a it was a while ago, but yeah. So you know, yeah, girls that do their thing. Like I watch at times the the, the female football, and they be in the because you know that the, the the shoulder pads, the helmet, but they got the short shorts on and the and the bra and the you know what I'm saying. What it's called like the lingerie ball or something like that. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, uh, you know, so us men we watch that of course, right? Because you, know you got a because you got a couple of female professional football leagues out there it's a couple of us one that women mm-hmm. they they play some serious football you know what i'm saying right it's a, it's a professional league but of course it's not you know what i'm saying of course it's, they're not playing in no stadium or anything like that they plan on regular fields that you know they play in the, the same field that I mean, high school uh teams are playing on and stuff like that but they're professional females and everything like that and they 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 could play football you know what i'm saying it's just that now, uh, Antoinette Harris, she may break some barriers here. You know what I'm saying? Where they may look at females to play football, you know? Because there was one that was looking to get drafted. She was a kicker. You remember her? Um, um, uh, what was her name? Not sure, not sure. Oh, <laughs> uh, man, what was her name? But she ended up not getting drafted. You know what I'm saying? She ended mm-hmm. up getting drafted to the NFL, though. She was a kicker and everything like that, but she did well. And I think they made a movie about her and everything, too. Oh, if really? I'm not mistaken, I think they had a movie about her. And, um, Man, I can't, I can't even think about it because it was such a long, it was such a while ago. It was oh, a long okay. time ago. Yeah, it was, it was like back in the late nineties or something like that. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? But they had a little high hopes for her going, it made possibly going into the NFL as the first female to the NFL. And she was a kicker. She was really good. She was a good kicker and everything like that. And in high school and college and everything like that. But nah, it was like, nah. <laughs> it was like, nah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because she wasn't like a, no, she wasn't like, being anything like that you know mm. she, could, she could get hurt but you know right but it, it's all good though you know but I, I i i'm always proud when when uh you know women show that they can do a little something something and i mean you mm-hmm. know they can do a little something something it's all good you know, right so right it, it makes news but we'll and, hear you know. more more about her you know she's emerging emerging star we'll see what she do we'll yeah knowing her you know exactly exactly you, and you have them that that do so much Good things. I say, remember uh, the uh, 
uh, what was the sister name? Monet. Uh, God, I'm sorry. I'm so bad with names. And she was a little league pitcher, and and then she went off to college and everything like that. She was a little. And she made the Sports Illustrated front page. Oh, nice. I think her name is Monet Davis. Is that her name? I think I left. I don't, her name. I don't know. You remember Monet Davis? She was a little league pitcher. I mean, she was striking them out. I mean, striking striking guys out like crazy. Right. <laughs> yeah, she was in the little league World Series, and she made the she made the uh, the the Sports Illustrated front nice. page. Right. And uh, I believe her name was Monet Davis, and then she wrote a book and everything like that. And she ended up going off to college, and I think she went to. Uh, I know she went to like an HBCU. So she like went to Howard or Hampton or somewhere like that. And uh, and, and now she's she's in Columbia University right now. She's studying uh, sports um, uh, sports management or something like right. that. She's studying right. sports therapy or something like that. Yeah, but yeah, she's doing her thing. Yeah, she won full scholarship and everything. She was no joke. You don't remember her? She was no joke, man. I, 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 <laughs> I, I remember the face um, of a girl, but I didn't remember the name. Did yeah, they call her man. Else? I believe it's Monet Davis was uh, her name, I believe. Yeah. yeah, the name sounds familiar, but I remember oh, a face man. thinking she's of girl, kind of light skin or something. She's a, yeah, she's a brown skin girl. Like brown oh, skin okay, girl. yeah. She I, I probably heard of her. Just she forgot. was tracking them out. I mean, yo, she was... Oh, she you was, know what? I think I think I know you're talking about. She was from Philly. She's from I, Philly. I believe so. That's she, who that's who you talking about. The girl from Philly. Yeah. She was a hell of a pitcher. You know what I'm saying? She was she was they throwing no hitters and stuff like that. Like yo, <laughs> she was no joke. <laughs> yeah, man. But I seen a follow up on her, and uh, yeah, she went up. She went to uh, I think Hampton. Nice. The Hampton University, and then I think now she's in Columbia. Right. She's in Columbia, get her master's degree in like sports management or sports therapy or something like that. Yeah. So it's all good. You know what I'm saying? You know, women do their thing. It's all it's all good. You know, I like when the sisters doing their thing and, and right. make good news about it and everything. Right. Like that. right. It's all good, man. You know what I'm saying? Because again, I, thought I would be a coach one day when I was, because my coach inspired me out, but I kind of was like, nah. Because I was like, Biggie, how much money y'all make back then? Because, <laughs> you know, when you go to college and you get a degree, you're looking at what's the highest salary you could get in the job. You know what I mean? Because, you know, we we work for that degree to get the to get the, the starting salary of a degree person. But it might not be something you love. Because <laughs> I, I think I would have been a good basketball coach because when, when, my, when my coach taught me, basically, you know, even though she was getting a lot from her husband... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But when she kind of told me, you know, how to make people better as a guard, you know, then I started like being a coach on the floor. Like right, while she yeah, was a coach, yeah. you know, when we came off the court, but I started being a coach on the court, you know, and then I was like, wow, as soon as I got to like 12th grade, I was I was mature to see the young girls on my team and I had to I was coaching them in the locker room and everything. Yeah. So I thought about it even though my brother S is a coach but I, I go to his games and sometimes he's 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 Spike Lee for sure. But sometimes I'd be like, "Yes, you're not that." Let the because sometimes when he does when he's not coaching the team, he'll be telling the coach what to do. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> you're not you're not the coach. <laughs> yeah, I like I, I sometimes I do that. I'm I'm coaching constantly. I've been coaching since I was 19 years old. And, right. Uh, yeah, I've been coaching you know, ever since I was 19. Started my own team and everything like that at 19. 
know what I'm saying? I did all Coach Ford's plays. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I came into my own. But uh, yeah, I, I love coaching. I love doing the whole AAU thing. That was always my dream. And that's what I, I, I was right. doing that. That was just, and it wasn't about money for me, anything like that, because I didn't study it in college or anything like that. I, I, you know, I went to school for, for business and, you know, my whole thing was, you know, being in, in music and everything like that. Right, that's what I said. I would have did it. But, but uh, I always coached, like I said, since I was 19 right. years old, I coached basketball, you know what I'm saying, tournament basketball. Then I got into, once I got the opportunity to coach, you know what I'm saying, AAU basketball, it was like, you know, big for me because it was always a dream of mine. And I was coaching even, because I, I coached elementary school kids, middle school kids, and high school kids. Right. So when I came out here and started coaching, you know, saying like I said, Nigeria was on my team and everything when she was in uh, in uh, elementary school, you know, what I'm saying, and then uh, you know, because she was just she was she had potential, and then she would just do that run up and down the court thing. But then I took and worked with her a little bit and and show her because she was a little scared of the ball a little bit and everything, and so I had to show her how to <laughs> rebound and how to score and everything like that and, and, and we worked on and it was a funny thing when I started one on one with her and, and working on her then she she scored her first basket you know what I mean right right it was all good but it, it was just a matter I know she had the potential you know what I'm saying right. she didn't know she had it but I saw it in her so when she started and when she made the JV squad in high school you know what I'm saying I was like All right, cool and what I, and what I would do I kind of I I do kind of coach from the sidelines a little right. bit. Right, most so, people do. <laughs> yeah, because they they even said they even said to Nigeria one time because I I say like hands up stuff like that and I, right. I'm calling I'm calling like plays or something like that. Right. They yeah, I said to them they said you know your father when he be turning his hands up I'll be, that's why I put my hands <laughs> said like <laughs> I pay attention and stuff like that it's like but that's me I do that I don't I don't. I don't try to intervene and go against the coach or anything mm-hmm. like that or question the coaches and stuff like that that's you know cause cause a lot of kids that play for me play for, from different schools and stuff like that in the neighboring districts so when they was playing for me so a lot of times I went to their games so I would go even though I live right here in Roosevelt I didn't just go to Roosevelt games I would go to Uniondale games next door to us at Hempstead and, and Freeport you know what I'm saying because those kids played for me too Right, and and I was always, you know, coaching them basically on the sidelines. You know, when I, mean? I went to S game, it was hilarious because yeah. uh, now this is when Blake was in high school because S coaches his own, you know, his own organization, the Jump Shots, right. yeah. But when he put when Blake was playing for his school, they have a school coach, <laughs> and S was right. You know, because, you know, in Stroudsburg, the coach was a little little lackadaisical, you know. So, S was saying, hit him in the corner because Blake got this lethal. That's why I say he's Steph Curry. He got this three-pointer on the baseline that he he barely misses it. Right. And Blake is open in the corner. And, and when S was like, yo, hit him with the three. He was telling the player and the coach is calling out some kind of play. Blake is open. Yeah. And and Sean went ballistic on it. I was like, "Yes, <laughs> let him let him coach." He was like, "He ain't coaching." Was, he was breaking. And I said to the coach when the halftime, I said, "Do you go through this a lot with um with Blake's father?" He was like, "Oh my god." I said, "Well, you should." I was cuz you know, I was observing the game. I said, "Blake when he's I said Blake was open on the baseline that he he don't miss that shot." He go, "I know, I know, but I can't see everything." What? 
you the coach. When he, he said that, I said to Sean, I said to Sean, I said, yeah, he don't know what he's doing. Yeah, word, <laughs> word. I see everything. That's your you job. You see everything. What are you talking about? You're That's supposed why, to see what that. He did, what he should have did, what he should have did, had Sean be his assistant. Because I've I done that. I had fathers, even even elementary school, I would have fathers that were, they were very involved. And I, and I asked them, I was like, hey, man, you want to be my assistant? And everything like that. And I, and I brought two fathers on and they were my assistant like in elementary school and it was all good because the whole program that they had had here at roosevelt was to get fathers involved in right. the whole sports thing that was the whole thing what it was all about and everything like that so i i asked through the fathers i was like yeah man come on assistant coach and and, and and work on stuff and i used to tell them different things i wanted to work on and they would work on it with them you know what I'm saying? And it made all the difference in the world too. And it gets them, you know, and they get involved. It's just, I ain't got to worry about them <laughs> going, they say, saying right. stuff. Right. They'll, be on, they'll they, be on They're on team. my team. So they understand where I'm coming from. Right. And, and like that. And then they all wear certain things. They'll be like, Coach, you got two timeouts left. Uh, da, 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 da. You know what I'm saying? So we're a team. So we're doing everything. So we do have more than, than, than just my two eyes. You know what I'm saying? And, right. That's what that coach supposed to have. I don't know why he didn't have any assistants, but no, he had assistant. He had assistant, but you know they have a whole staff. Yeah, but they still know what they We have a whole program. Right. They're supposed to be <laughs> up on it with you. So I was about, like, oh my god, <laughs> I don't see everything, but you have a whole team. They gotta see something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you but you gotta, gotta know your players. Hey, you, you gotta do know gotta that. Know yeah. your players. You know. What yeah, saying? you gotta know your players. Strong points and weak. That everybody knows. Blake is a three point. Yeah. You know, exactly. like to hit saying. that baseline shot in a minute. When I was 19 <laughs> years old, and I had all my boys that they were on my team and everything. That Anthony and all those, and Anthony even talked about it. He was like, he was like, back in the day, he was like, I would tell him, like, say, you see right there, this is your spot right here. Right, from right here, I want right. to get to that spot right there. You know what I'm saying? Right. I was 19 years old telling him. You know what I'm saying? Right. And he was like 16. I'm like, and he can remember that because yo, I'm, I'm, a, I was observing. I know who can hit where, who can do what. Right. You know what I'm and I was 19 years old knowing this stuff. So I was like, how you, how you a, a, a high school coach and you don't know this kid can hit from that perimeter and you in that feeding him. You know what I'm saying? That's right. That's, you and even in practice, we when when we practice a spot for uh, you, you stay in that spot, you know, forever, forever. That's why I say I love Steph Curry's game because people think it's easy because we see it on TV. But Steph Curry practices those shots all the time, yeah. and he's mastering. Yeah. Because I even I used to talk trash when I was in high school. I'll be I'll, I'll say baseline, don't waste time. They know what that means because you know I rhyme with everything. I was like baseline, one hit a quitter. I'm hitting because I, I had a I had a, a, a one hander sometimes. I'd be like one hit it quitter, bop. Yeah. <laughs> and my nephew picked up a lot. You know, he was Blake was more of them silent killer. He wasn't a trash talker like me, but Blake would be like baseline don't waste time. I said, Who you get that from? He <laughs> <laughs> you know was like, Auntie, I get that from you, Auntie. You always say that when you were in the baseline. Yeah. I was like, yeah, because you get that baseline is when the ball coming to you real quick. Bah, you got to drain that shot. Yeah, real quick. exactly, exactly. You no, know, nobody's yeah. sitting around on the baseline wasting time. Yeah, I miss, I open miss shot there. I miss coaching AA. Right. I'm going to get back to it this coming uh, spring and summer and everything. Like yeah, that. you know, I was like, coaching seems uh, fun. Yeah. Put a team together. Right. Put another traveling team together. Maybe we're going to. Uh, uh, S's league and stuff like that. So right, go play uh, some. Yeah, it's good. It's good therapy. Yeah. So uh, I told S I want to get in the women's three point contest because you know in the summer 
they have a three-point shootout just like the NBA. Right. So I was telling him just for exercise purposes and just to have fun because I was like, because uh, I saw the girls, he had a three-point shot, a uh, three-point contest, and I was watching the girls. I was like, oh, S, I want to get in that. And I think Al Stow was in one of them this past summer. But me and Al supposed to be the old people. So he was like, you ain't going to win, Cheryl. I'm not coming to win. I said, don't bet against me. <laughs> I go in there and win. <laughs> but I, I would love to do that. So I was telling him that, you know, next year I want to get in the three-point shot contest. So yeah. just, to, just to have some fun, you know? Yeah. I think I'm going to get a team that's traveling more because – my team, my AAU team, you know, said we never did the city really. We did that on the most we ever did was Queens. So every or, or the mm-hmm. we were in was Long Island, you know, saying AAU uh, tournaments and stuff like that. So right. it was always the, the but it was a traveling team to you know the whole the whole idea was to get to Florida. So you know, but you know, I want to create a traveling team that really travels more than just. Yeah. The, like the tri-state yeah. type of thing. I want a, right. I want a team that really does. That's m- more than regional now. That's mm-hmm. you know, I'm from a region, but we really travel around. You know, saying around America. You know, what I'm saying right. really. Yeah, I want to put something together like that and really give opportunity to to, to young men that that's really can. Uh, you know, what I'm saying with right. Horizon and. You know what I'm saying, and 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 give a little enhancement to them, because like you know, the last year that I, I I had an AAU team, you know what I'm saying, a lot of the kids were kids that didn't make the team, they didn't make the Roosevelt team, right, right, and, and two of them, you know, when they, when I was done with them, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, the coach was like, yo, you did some wonders with them, and and when they tried out the next year, they made the team, right, and, and sometimes so, that's all they need is like. Uh, some devil practice because yeah, you, yeah, you saw exactly. the you saw the Serena and Venus story right the Will Smith yeah. movie you yeah. see how um, Serena didn't make it at first or or Venus I don't know which one of them but she didn't make it because the guy was like I'm a coach her and yeah. she she practiced while they were coaching her sister and yeah. they didn't even realize she was just as good you get yeah, what I mean because because Serena actually entered into one of the the tournaments, the tournaments or something they right. didn't even know and they were like wait wait what are you doing right <laughs> right they know she was doing that yeah but but when kid. she got chosen with her because the father was working with her so what her mother did which is this is this is a great example of how you know the mother went and trained the other sister. You see what I mean? So the father didn't have the time to put in to train her. So her other daughter would be just as good. Her mother said, what are you pouting for? I'm going to work with you every day. And that's, and that's a that's a that's a phenomenal story. I love their story. Yeah, yeah, King Richard. Yeah, I liked it too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Will Smith did a hell of a job. He deserved. Yeah, that was a good. That was a good uh, Oscar he, win. He for deserved him. the Oscar for that. He definitely right, did. Right. Even though things might got a little tarnished, but he really <laughs> deserved. Yeah, but I, and, and that's why I wish that you know he got the happened. Oscar for the night. He got the Oscar because yeah, yeah. Jada said they were separated. Yeah, <laughs> she yeah, said I was surprised he did that. We <laughs> yeah, had to call husband and wife and over five yeah. six years yeah i just hope i, I was just hoping that, that <laughs> i kind of wish it never happened because right right it, it really put a, a little damper on a such a good movie you know what i'm saying right purpose you know what I'm saying? And, and serena and venus you could see that they was upset about it because yeah. you know it was their, their life story and they all work yeah and, and, and funny because 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 i always like richard williams i always like that guy right. i always have something to say about him 
And for some <laughs> reason, I always liked that guy. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, and when and just watching the the movie about him, it's like I now I know why I liked him. He's like right. he, he just really no not even just a father that was like, hey man, I'm gonna make a difference. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's it's just like there's a movie. It's a, a movie that was made years ago, um, like in the '90s, and it's called Daughter of a Duck. Uh, Ditch digger, something like that was called, and um, he is about a man that had five daughters in Jersey, and I think they lived in either Newark or something like that. Mm-hmm. But he like he like built a house, um, they um, like he built his own house. Matter of fact, you know what I'm saying? He borrowed money and everything like that on credit and built his own house. But where he built the house, so where the kids can go to a better school district, right? The house they like, right off that border. Right up, right up over the border, so his kids could go to that school district and everything like that. He had five daughters and everything. And right. He wanted them to be doctors. That's what he was. His his dream for them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And all five wasn't didn't become doctors. I think like I think uh, two or three of them became doctors, but they all became professional women and stuff like that. Did well. And then one of the one of the daughters that gave him the hard way to go. It always gave him a hard way to go. You know what I'm saying? She's the one I believe actually wrote the mm-hmm. story. You know what I'm saying? And, well, it, and okay. the book and the, and the book became a movie. But it, it was just that he was just that you know stern, but he he had this vision for them. You know what I mean? Right. And he couldn't say he couldn't pronounce stethoscope, so he would call it scripper scrap. <laughs> <'Cause he laughs> That's way off. <laughs> so in the movie, he was called a script for scrap. You know what I'm saying? So that was probably the the the, the, the thing in the in the family that that was that was his family. Family. yeah. His father couldn't pronounce stethoscope. Yeah, so he called it script for scrap. You know what I'm saying? But it's a it was a good movie, good family heartfelt movie because you know he grew up in New Jersey mm-hmm. and he went to the army and you know what I'm saying and before he went off to the army him and they mother, they they got together, and then when he was in the army, she got pregnant, and that type of thing. It was one of them type of things, but it's it's you know it's it's, early. it's like he went to the army around like it, it had to be like uh, he was like uh, like Korean War age, you know what I mean? Right. So around that time, you know what I'm saying? So and and he he grew up in Jersey where you know it showed where the white teachers didn't care for the black kids and didn't teach them they just wasted time and stuff like that so his whole thing was like nah i don't want my kids to go to the same district that i went to that they don't teach us let me send them to a, you know a better district and you know we always feel that the white district was a better district right but that's what you know he, he built the house there right. in his own two hands he, he got him and his friends and they actually built their home you know what I'm saying, but that's the thing, because because the man that the lumberyard guy that that uh, that loaned him gave him credit, he said, "But you don't know nothing about building a house." And he said, "No, he asked him, he said, do you know how to, do you know how to build a house?'" He's like, "Nope, but I'm gonna learn." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But that was the determination. You know what I'm saying? Right, Sometimes right. I, hey, what I like about you know what I'm saying, uh, uh, Richard Williams, he was you know he didn't. He didn't, you know, he wasn't no tennis professional or something like that, but he read books, he did all kinds right, of stuff right. to learn to teach them. Then he came up, he, he himself came up with a method that they all use now. You know what I'm saying? That all the tennis players use his method, you know what I'm saying? Serving method. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And he took to, to Venus and Serena. So it, it's, it's things like that, that that people may doubt you. It's the same thing like, um, 
uh, the ball, you know, say the the ball sons and stuff like that. Right, Lonzo you know, Ball. Right. Right. I, I, I like him too. The father. <laughs> I like him too. I like that brother too. But but again, because he and he and he made a a, a point because I think he was he he was making a point about because Shaq had something to say about him. Mm-hmm. I think him and Shaq didn't get along because because remember he, he didn't get along with a lot of people in the NBA because they was like but, he run like, his mouth too much. Yeah, he run his mouth him too and Shannon Sharp didn't get along. But 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 if if you. But everything he said was real, though, because mm-hmm. his son's a joke. So right. he, he absolutely right, and that way he did things was it was unorthodox, but he was right. Right, you know what I'm saying. And one of the things that you know when they was talking to him about him and Shaq, you know what I'm saying, he said, "Well, and it was well, you know, Shaq was very successful with this and that." He said, "But Shaq don't own anything." You know what I'm saying? He said, "Shaq is partners. He partners with this. He be owner, but he's partners with so and so, and partners with such and such." He said, "I own mine." Me and my sons, lock, stock, and barrel, we mm-hmm. own. You know what I'm saying? Right. And that's that's a good point. You know what I'm saying? And that's that's a good point. It's the same thing like when Master P as he had talked about that years ago when when No Limit when he was you know with, with No Limit he was like you know I I may not sell a million records you know what I'm saying like like Warner Brothers but I can I can sell uh five I can sell three hundred thousand dollars I'm three hundred units. 300,000 300, 300, units. Right. And yeah, I can sell 300,000 units, and that, all, all that money is mine. I got split with nobody. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I got split with the big wigs. So I turn out, I turn out just fine. So some people got to understand it that way. Right. Sometimes we look at those big, the big wigs, and say, hey, man, you know, because it's easy for them to buy you. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, so those those guys that own what they own, let's say Ice Cube with, with his big three. I love that. You know what I'm saying? And he's doing something that, you know what I'm saying, something that people sit around and talk about but didn't do. Well, speaking <laughs> of Ice saying? Cube, uh, recording to TMZ, the NBA is being investigated, you know, by the Department of Justice for allegations of, te- you know, kind of get, getting involved with his uh, big three. So, you know, Interven- yeah. intervening mm-hmm. so he won't is that like they, have they, like they, they sabotaging, that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that's been, uh, you know, NBA denies the allegations, of course. Of course, <laughs> <laughs> course they do. Of <laughs> course they do. That's what they do. <laughs> but I'm, I'm just saying, why couldn't the NBA see something great in that and say, hey, let's team up? Because of the competition. And that that's, like you said, instead of people looking at it like this could be like a team up to make more money for everybody, everybody yeah. wants to be the isolated uh, Big Willie, you know, because and, and, they don't want to see that system. Time. They don't want to see him prosper in that. Yeah, because they tried to do that with, with, um, with, um, the entertainers tournament up in Rucker. Mm-hmm. The, the, at first, the NBA was not with it at all. You know what I'm saying? But the players made them submit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It was the players that was like, yo, we playing in this rucker thing. Right, so right. You, you can take it or leave it. You you either gonna you either gonna uh get with it and be a part of it or we just gonna be playing here. So. Well they they took it out on the players with that contract. Remember the language they changed because yeah, of that. they had to. And yeah, they had to. If the players get hurt, they lose a certain amount of money because yeah. they claim that the reason why they was concerned is because, you know, NBA players that get hurt over the summer and then that will jeopardize the owners. So the owners was like, 
you know, because they're the ones who invest in their teams to win the championship. So they they right. came to to uh, to the union with all of these stipulations in it about if they get if they get hurt out there and blah blah blah. But the ruck is like such a historic thing that the players was like, "Bunk it! I'm ta- I, I still yeah. want to play in Rucker." The NBA, yeah, right. and then the NBA actually, yeah, because you can watch, you can actually wrestle Rucker games on the NBA channel, right? Right, yeah. so they probably made some type of agreement that mm-hmm. you know they'll get you know to, to, to make everybody happy. Yeah, you know because when they saw and that they the were, players, they, they were about to sign. Uh, Greg was about to do another deal with mm-hmm. the NBA. You know, what I'm saying before he passed, and I don't know what happened after that. You know, what I'm saying I don't know if Gusto you know followed through or some. I don't I don't know what went on. But I know that that was one of the things that he was working on another deal and everything like that with the NBA and everything like that. Because he and I had talked around that time and he was telling me about it and everything. And it was all good. But it's, it's like you can't the beat them, join back. them. So yeah. you might as well join Ice Cube and, and support it because remember they, uh, what's his name? Jalen, Jalen uh, is going to play for the Boston Celtics. He got an NBA active player playing this they said it's the first time that happened yeah exactly so I'm the nba's gonna I have think to it's, i think it's big for for everybody right, i think that's it's what big I said. for it's the nba great. just to say exactly yeah exactly it's just like the nba creating the g league and everything like that you right. know what I'm saying? that was right. smart they didn't have one for yeah the the the, the CBA was considered it wasn't even a G League for them, mm-hmm. but they but they were they were taking people out of the CBA and stuff like that. But again, to to create their own league where they can have up and where teams can actually grab a player that's on a G League and stuff like that to keep their roster full, or if someone goes down injured, or you know, what I'm saying they can grab a player and right. Another chance. I think that's dope. Instead right. of letting them go overseas and all that stuff, hey, I capitalize on what goes on here. So that was another thing that David Stern had, you know, had to envision and, and, and saw and, and, and made a difference with. So, I, you know, it's things like that. They got to open up their eyes and just understand that, man, things are going to move and things are going to move quickly. And if you're not with it, you know what I'm saying? You're either going to, either you're going to get, you know what I'm saying? Either you're going to step up or get stepped on. That's just right. how things are today you know what i'm saying that's just how it is but nelson is over there itching for a scratch so we're gonna have some part we're gonna have some fun on this working out wednesday and turn it into a block party y'all all right so nelson let let's get into some let's get oh you know what i want to hear nelson you gotta rock this for me one time one time hey man play uh love thing First choice for me, bro. So love, yeah, man. I gotta hear that today. Get me rocking and the rolling today, boy. That's my that's my jam, there, y'all. Somebody asked me about that on on Facebook. What's the, what's the song to get a party going that you gotta right. play? Every DJ gotta oh, play. Yeah. I said love day first choice. <laughs> so so let's get into it, y'all. Turn up your boom box and DJ Nelson. The mic's about to go in, y'all. Yo, Nelson. Hello. Are you ready? Oh yeah. Let's go. Tuned into one of the hottest DJs walking the airway, walking the airways. DJ Nelson, the maestro.
Sip your morning coffee with the motivator Jazzy G, Cheryl Starr, and DJ Nelson the Maestro. Your number one DJ rock in the area. You're in the mix. You're in the mix. <laughs> What did you say your name was? With DJ Nelson the Maestro. Get on up.
you thought that was fresh. Bust this. Put your hands together for the king of the mashup, DJ Nelson the Maestro. The motivator Jazzy G is bringing you the funk. G wants to know, how do you like your coffee?
the morning coffee with yours truly the motivated jazz and kick. Featuring several star here on Bobby Up Real Talk 24-7. Station with heart on iHeart. Yo, Nelson. Yes, sir, Jazzy. That's how you pump it up, bro. <laughs> hey, what's fun, pump bro? Pump it up, pump it up. Pump up the value. Pump up the <laughs> value. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Nelson that's got me working. Yeah. That's my song, though. That's my song. He played my song, man. That's a hey, man. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Get me going now. Now, now I'm ready. I'm ready for the day. Ready for, so ready ready. for your rest of the day. Yeah, I'm ready for the rest of my day now, man. I'm ready for the rest of the had day, y'all. Coffee, had our yeah. coffee conversation. There you go. There you go. So motivated, <laughs> your man. Ready now. <laughs> you know how I saw him be in your head. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Song in my head. I'm like, yo, you know that. I was like, oh man, Nelson got to play that today. <laughs> got to play that today. <laughs> it's all good. That's true. Though. Sometimes we hear a song, we're like, I want to hear my song. It's like Nelson hooked me up when I was like, I want to hear, give me your love, give me yeah, your love. Yeah. I go crazy every time that, that come on. That's my jam. Oh man, I was, that was my song back in the days. Word, man. That is Word. Square Biz. Those two songs, yeah. man. Oh, there you go. That's what I'm saying. Nelson, hey, Nelson not to go he not to go 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 uh deep with the house too, boy. He not to do it. He not to you be like, whoa, it'd be like my house jams that it'd be like the jam but the house remix. Right. Everything I'm like, oh, that's the bomb. That'll be hey man, know how to do that. You the you the man now. <laughs> it's so good and our hood is so motivated. Hey, hit us up. Got to email us. Let us know uh, how you feel about the block party mixes and the whole nine with DJ Nelson the Maestro. Even if you have a, a request or anything like that, just hit us up. All right. Info at morningcoffee.chat. That's info at morningcoffee.chat. Info at morningcoffee.chat. Hit us up. Let us know. How you are working your working out Wednesday. All right. Hey, and if you listen to us on Spotify, do the same. And Spotify, you can go directly to, to the uh, uh how you like the show today. Tap that on and say, give us your give us your word. You know what I'm saying? Just tell us, you know, if you want Nelson to play something or how you like the show today, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Even if you have some ideas, we we listen, we listen, we just wanna know you there. Alright? Yo, we'll start. Yes. Let's let's get into your thoughts of wisdom today. All let's right. Do let's, let's, let's do it. Yeah. All right. So motivated. I want you to get your paper in your pen because show starts about to go in. All right. With today's thoughts of wisdom. It's time for your thoughts of wisdom with Cheryl Starr. Thank you, Jazzy G. So motivated. Today's thoughts of wisdom. It really doesn't matter who gets the last word if it becomes your last words. Mm. And what I'm saying so motivated is sometimes we got to know how to de-escalate situations that could turn fatal, de-escalate. You may not, you know, we're not saying read minds, and but sometimes we got to be smart. Is really the argument worth it? You know, sometimes you got to think about tomorrow yeah. when you're in the moment of today and say, you know what, walk away or even, you know, de-escalate it. You know, why not just don't get engaged into because people out here today are in in a rage and sometimes they are setting you up to take your life or they're setting you up to cause you some harm 
So it really doesn't matter who gets the last word if it becomes your last words. Think mm. about that, soul motivators. And I want y'all to marinate on that out there. Back to you, Jazzy G. Follow Cheryl Star's Thoughts of Wisdom on Facebook. Thank you, Cheryl Star, with today's Thoughts of Wisdom. Yes, indeed. And so I'm going to let y'all marinate on that because I just want to leave it right there and y'all marinate on that because we're talking sports today. All right. Yes, indeed. Hey, stop. Yes. So being that we do the 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 uh, the uh, Mount uh, Mount Rushmore. Yeah, we we haven't had a chance to do baseball. Right. Right. Let's do baseball and the World Series is going on and the, the Texas Rangers, they, they're about to do their thing and, and they're about to do their thing. And uh, <laughs> so uh, let's talk baseball a little bit. Let's talk. And I'm rooting for the Texas Rangers, Jazzy. You know, I'm a fair weather <laughs> because, you know, my nephew's moving. My niece live out there. You know, I got my niece in Houston. My nephew's moving. And I actually have a friend that's from Houston. Hello. <laughs> so I'm, I'm becoming a Houston love. Plus, my man Marvin Sapp. We just talked about, you know, got the, you know, Marvin Sapp is out there. Yeah. Houston. I'm, I'm about to visit his yeah. church. So I'm yeah. rooting for the Rangers. So you, 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 you roll with whoever wins. That's your thing. You no, to- no, I, I have, I have my players. Like I mentioned, yeah. remember my players didn't win. Remember yeah. Kobe didn't win for a few years. I still was a late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I go with my players, but. I sometimes can get turned on to like a team through mutual. Like my nephew put me on Golden State. So I was like, okay, let me check Golden State out. And then I became a fan of Golden State. But I was a fan of them when before they was winning. They was losing. Because that's when, like you said, San Antonio was uh, doing damage in the West. You know, when the Lakers was like off sometimes, San Antonio was getting. So I still was a fan of Golden State. So I don't only support the winners. I, fu- I support the potential. So guys, don't listen to Jazzy G. Listen. <laughs> listen. You probably, Make a guy you think probably, I don't support the potential. Because James Harden with the Clippers. You probably Clippers fan. Oh, no. I don't like James Harden. I'm done with him. <laughs> You know, I was I was bigging him up when he came to Philly because he didn't want to be with the mess with uh with with the Nets. But you know, James Harden, I'm done with James Harden. Yeah, well, it's official. He's a he's he's a Clipper now. He's a Clipper, yeah. yeah but you know, let's see because that's a bunch of scorers. He got Kawhi Leonard. You got Paul George and Russell Westbrook, and um, now you got James Harden. So they should be a good scoring that team. A good squad, right? That's right. Be- it looked like a good squad, but <laughs> like you said, got to have that chemistry together. Let's but he see. has chemistry with uh, with Westbrook. Let's, um, from let's see. Now that let's should see, be right. the bomb squad, right? Okay. Right. We'll see. We'll see. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't sold on it. <laughs> yeah. What I saw so far, I ain't gonna look the Clippers. The Clippers, you know, I I respect Kawhi Leonard because he comes from San Antonio, you know. So and you you know he played on the Raptors, but but look, the Clippers got all of them, and and I'll still bet against them if Denver's playing. (laughs) 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 And that that's an example of like like going with the winners. Like there you go, star. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Don't let Denver play them, and I'll be like, "Uh, who want to bet? Yeah, but depend my next. We'll see. All right, but let's get to the baseball. Let's get to let's the do it. Let's get to the Mount Rushmore of baseball. Major. Wow, now this one is hard, but I'm you know I'm gonna I'm gonna make a go of it. 
but this one I mean hard meaning like not that is is I'm not as skilled so motivated as in baseball I got some baseball knowledge because my father and I used to watch baseball like I said I won money in 86 I'll never forget it because that's all I talk about <laughs> when the Mets when the Mets won the championship I was right there in DC to collect my money <laughs> well the, the first person that goes on my Mount Rushmore is about the easiest that this would be on everybody's Mount Rushmore and if he's not on your Mount Rushmore something's Babe wrong Ruth? nah man oh oh who Robinson man Babe Ruth Jackie Robinson Oh, Jackie Robinson. Okay, okay. Well, remember, I gotta tell players that I seen play. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Is that on your on your Mount Rushmore, man? Jackie Robinson. Yeah, the first black, right in a in a major league. Funny thing. I love that story Jackie too. Robinson. Jackie Robinson wasn't the best in the Negro League. Right. They said he wasn't. He wasn't right. Wasn't even the right. best in the Negro League. There was people that was way better. Right. There was people that was better than him. Right. But he. I talk about Josh Gibson. You know what I'm saying? Like Josh. Mm-hmm. Now, Josh Gibson is not on my Mount Rushmore. I don't have him on my Mount Rushmore, but Jackie Robinson is on my Mount Rushmore. All right. And uh, uh, Willie Mays. Okay, he'll be on mine. <laughs> I got Willie Mays on mine. And Hank Aaron. Hank Aaron. Okay. Right. And the one, the only, and everybody know I was gonna pick him. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm a Met fan to my to my heart, to the core, and that's Tom Seaver. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, yes, indeed. Yeah, yeah. You're uh, a Met. You're yeah. a Met man. Robinson, Willie Mays, uh, and Hank Aaron, and Tom Seaver. That's my Mount Rushmore baseball. Right. Right. Well, I think I'll go with Willie Mays as well. Willie Mays from because I remember my father. He's the 49ers, right? And Willie Mays get a lot of forty. He was from San Francisco. Niners, the Giants. The Giants, right? <laughs> oh, they was the San baseball girl. <laughs> no. Oh yeah, I'm talking about football. I met I met San Francisco. <laughs> I'm thinking San Francisco. <laughs> the Giants. I mean, but the New York Day playing the Polo Grounds and then they right. Let's go. Right. <laughs> it's at the 49ers. Because I'm thinking hey, about San Francisco. Star is, star is on point in sports. <laughs> on point in sports. How did she do that? Because Willie Mays played for San Francisco. I, I'm thinking about San Francisco I got uh, 49ers, so I slipped my mind. Like you said, the Giants. Right. Right. So I'm thinking, because when you said Willie Mays, I remember him from, from my dad era. Right. You know, and so I, I'm thinking San Francisco. On, on when I work it out, Wednesday, I say he the reason why <laughs> he went to the Mets to retire so he can retire a New Yorker and in National League. New nice, York, because he come from the New York Giants, which was played in the Polo Grounds. <laughs> right, yeah. right, 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 right. Yeah, you know, back then the, the the teams changed. All right, so I got Willie Mays or Mize. I had Ken Griffey Jr. And the reason why I, I have him, Jazzy, because I was in that era when when I see him play. I used to like Ken Griffey Jr. play. Um, I'll say uh, Barry Bonds. Who, and who, the last one. Wait, who was your third pick? Barry Bonds. Barry Bonds, okay. Yeah, yeah, Barry Bonds with Willie Mays. I like Barry. And the last one I'm going to go with is I'm going to say Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter? Okay. Yes. I came a little bit current. 
Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, Derek Jeter was 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 the boss. I started to say Reggie Jackson, but I was I'm going with Derek Jeter. <laughs> you know, I didn't I didn't like Reggie Jackson when he first came to the. To <laughs> you say you had a Reggie Jackson story, right? I, yeah, I, I didn't like Reggie Jackson when he when so motivated when he first came to the Yankees, and the reason why I didn't like Reggie Jackson is because he did not like Thurman Munson. Thurman Munson was my favorite player. And mm-hmm. I was really a Yankee, Yankee fan. Mm-hmm. Harlem, you know, but me, Kevin, and Carl, we were Met fans because our family was Met fans and stuff like that. Because they were, they went from being Brooklyn Dodger fans, so they stayed Dodger fans. But when the Mets came along in 1963, all those people that were Dodger fans, most of them became Met fans. You know what I'm saying? So, but um, the the one Yankee that I liked was Thurman Munson, and because uh, you know I was. You know, trying to be a catcher and all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? And um, I had loved Thurman Munson, man, as a player. Mm. And he didn't like Thurman Munson. So what happened is how I got to start liking Reggie Jackson, because, you know, my mother, like I said, my mother worked two jobs. She worked in two bars. One bar was the upscale bar. It was called Vincent's Place. And the other one was the uptown bar. So that's like a roundaway bar. It was like Cheers. So... Um, all the celebrities used to go to Vincent Place. So Reggie Jackson um, uh, had, had, had went to, to my mother's bar and everything like that. So and, and signed the an autograph and everything for me, right? And, and uh, so my mother, you know, she didn't know I didn't like Reggie Jackson at the time. I don't think she knew anything, that, but she she's oh my kid, I was I'm ambidextrous. So but I used to lose, use my left hand a lot as a kid. You know what I'm mm-hmm. So my, my mother had, had told him that because you know Reggie was a left-hander. So um, so he actually came back and brought my mother a son a signed autograph glove. It was blue to Reggie Jackson and everything and um and, and to give to me. It was it was real cool. And I had the glove like forever. You know what I'm saying? Forever I had this glove. Of course I don't have it now. It probably would be worth a fortune. You know, but that and and from that time on, he was all right with me. You know, what I'm saying Mr. October was all right with me after that. You know, <laughs> what I'm saying, but yeah, because I didn't. And, but him and him and uh, Thurman kind of reconciled before Thurman had passed. Though, you know, what I'm saying they they was that like, kind of cool with each other before he before Thurman must even pass. But uh, yeah, that was the reason why I really didn't. I, didn't, I had no love for Reggie Jackson when they was raving that he's coming from the from the Oakland A's to the Yankees and all that stuff. Like, yeah, whatever, man. <laughs> right. But um, I like Ken Griffey Jr. because he used to always hit them home runs. It's like. Dumb hey, home runs that he was like Ken Griffey Jr. Every time you mention him, all like, ah, he fine, he fine. Oh girl, he fine. Oh girl, he fine. Oh no, he fine. That's what they used to say about uh, David Justice. You remember he married Holly Berry? Yeah, Blaine the Braves. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they like, oh, he fine, he fine. Yeah, that's another. Yeah, David Justice was another. He fine. Oh god. <laughs> And only like him, only like him because how he play. <laughs> I mean, only could like him because how he look. Don't know nothing about, about his how game. He play. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, the girls that probably never saw a home run hit by. Kim. I'm telling you, <laughs> I remember my friends. We used to go to the basketball Val too. We used to go to the games at the Garden because I used to go all the time. And I want to sit. You know, once you go to the basketball game, if you really going for the game, you want to sit and watch the game. You know, especially after you get your beer, popcorn, whatever you do. Do you know they told me hold the coats 
they walking around <laughs> talking about and then I, it remind me of this movie with Queen Latifah when she did that movie with Common because Queen Latifah went to the basketball game with her sweat clothes you know her basketball jersey on because she yeah. going to watch the game where her where her girlfriend in the movie is with a dress and high heels yeah I'm like we going to a game not a concert but yeah. that's how the, that's how the girls body. used to come you know Terry and all of them Camilla used to go to the game and I, that's why we came up with the group business before pleasure I was the one in the shoes dressed like a business person yeah. and they were the pleasure girls because they had their bikinis and everything on <laughs> then they go to the game with the high heels on I'm like what are y'all wearing remember the Sergio Tacchini sweatsuits and the eight ball suits remember those Jazzy yeah <laughs> I wear my eight ball sweatsuit or my Sergio Tacchini like Cheryl why are you dressing like that like what are you talking about we going to a basketball game uh, <laughs> yeah. Deb used to always say that her aunts they used to tell them that uh that's where you find a, a man you know at the right 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 that's what they was coming for they ain't know nothing about talking about who won oh sure you guys go to sports games you gotta dress up and everything like that that's how you get a man and all that type of stuff you know what I'm saying that, you know yeah. how loud the garden is Jazzy cause yeah. you know you and Deb used to go to the games but yeah. you know when the, when the when the when it's coming down to two minutes they play that music dun 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 you know do you know when the Knicks win? You know how the crazy the garden go. Yeah. Do you know these girls gonna ask me <laughs> who won? <laughs> <laughs> I said, I said, where the hell were y'all? Where were y'all? It was like, oh, we was we was walking around like you couldn't hear the yelling that they was doing. That they celebrating when the Knicks win. You crazy? Yeah. I said, I'm never going to a game with females who don't want to watch the game. Yeah, they going to get the man. <laughs> <laughs> you walk around the guys that got the best got the best seats I mean they got and the, I used to uh, argue with people for the seats because I got their coats in the seats but they not in the seats right and people are like excuse me miss can we some somebody sit here <laughs> <You're> <laughs> like, I got people here <laughs> <laughs> used to kill me leave me in the seat and I'm watching the game I was serious about my basketball I was like Sanaa Lathan and loving basketball <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, hey, women know how to do it, man. You know what I'm saying? Gotta go with where us guys are at, I guess. That's how it is. You know what I'm saying? It's just like it's just like the guy that, that hangs around in the club, he's not too far from the ladies' bathroom. Like, okay. <laughs> I ain't know about that one. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. The guy that's like, I'm gonna park myself right yeah, here. Yeah, he kind of close to the. Yeah, he kind of close to the ladies' bathroom. That guy. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you need help with that zipper? Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying because you know coming oh. down the bathroom so you can talk to him and all that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right, right. All the little tricks, tricks, and all that stuff. You know, but that. Yeah, man. So it's 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 y'all got your ways. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I used to have a crush on Antonio McDice because so me and my brother-in-law used to go to the games with me a lot because I used to hang out with him and we went to the Nick game before the you know we get we get the passes where we go in on the floor where you know they get to shoot around before the game start you know how they sign in autographs they sign right, in exactly. basketballs so we had we had the tickets for for all of that so I took we took my nephew because he was playing he wanted to be a basketball player at that time so we go and that was when Allen Houston and um was on the team. Antonio Medice was on the team, but remember he had his success in um Phoenix and even on Denver. You know, yeah. so I knew about him because I knew about basketball. So he at the table, nobody's going over <laughs> nobody's going over to Antonio Dykes with the table. Everybody's going to Allen Houston 
and Spreewell and all of them. And my nephew was waiting to meet Allen Houston. So my uh, my brother-in-law, he on the line with my nephew. Then he was all, he always treated me like he my my brother and my husband too. So he yeah. watching what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. And he goes he goes to 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 my nephew. Go get your aunt. So my nephew come over by me, auntie. Daddy was like, come on the line. And if you see the line to, for Allen Houston, just to sign a basketball and send you on your way, take a little picture. It's just a quick picture because they yeah. trying to get the line done. I right. said, I'm not coming over there. I don't, need, I don't want to meet Allen talking to Antonio. So I introduced Tonio McDice to my nephew and I was telling him, he, you know, this was this was Jordan on his team. I said he played on the Suns. He played on um, Denver. So uh, Tony O. McDice was impressed with what I knew about him. You know, so he was like, "What's your name?" And then, then from that moment on, he was like telling me to hang out with him. You know, he was like, "Come with me," and I'm walking with him. And then after they did the thing, my nephew talking about, "What are you following the players for? You gonna get in trouble?" I said, "Stop embarrassing me." He told me to come hang out with him. <laughs> he went back and told my whole family. He was like, "Cheryl was throwing herself on the Tony <laughs> He said, he said the security guard had to stop her because he was he was telling the security guard I was his wife. He was like, she's with me. She's my wife. And he was like, oh, miss, I'm sorry, because the security guard, once they go behind the thing, they get ready to go to the locker room yeah. because they was getting ready for the game. You know, they was getting ready to go. So he put he put his hand in my way like, miss, you can't go. And Antonio Meldace had me by, you know, by my arm. He was holding my arm. Yeah. And he was like, no, she with me. This is my wife. And, and, the, and the security guard said, oh, you know, because, you know, they take their jobs real serious in the right. garden. Yeah. Where you going, miss? And so, right. and so Charlie Ward was the one who said, you can't come back here because Charlie Ward was a little scary. <laughs> so he, my brother-in-law died laughing because I thought I was going back there with Tony McDyke. And Charlie Ward, I, he said, Cheryl got past the security, but Charlie Ward was like, she ain't, she ain't, well, she don't belong back here. <laughs> so he told everybody that story. I was oh, like, oh, yeah, Charlie Ward, Mr. Churchy, man. You know what I'm saying? Yes, because Charlie Ward was looking like, what's going on you ain't coming in here yeah, yeah. you know but ever since then i was rooting for him to miss <laughs> <laughs> i was like so snitch charlie ward <laughs> oh man yeah but those were some fun times i used to go to them games all the time you hey, know and i used to man i mean me and my boys we had season tickets and stuff like that and uh and what's that so we had like uh Two season tickets, so we used to trade off. They were two, two, and two, but it was four of us that brought uh, season tickets. I think four or six of us, something like that. So we would pick what games we wanted to go to, you know what I'm saying? But uh, and that was the days too. But I remember one time uh, I snuck in the garden. I snuck in like like how you went where the players were and stuff like right, that. Right. I was all suited and booted with this Knicks gear stuff. But I had stuff that wasn't even out yet, you know what I'm saying? So, because when you when you're part of the garden, they say that the right, um, like like this fan listing. Yeah, you was on their mailing list and stuff. You, you get, right, so you right, get, you can order stuff uh, that most people won't have. Don't even have, right? right. You don't have it yet. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, yeah, you won't have it yet. So I was suited up. I had like this jacket that nobody had. I I even had the Knicks jersey that was <laughs> the so it, it was soccer. It was, not soccer. Hockey. It was the hockey style jersey, but it was the Knicks. Oh, okay, right, right. At the the, the sweats. I remember. I remember them hockey jerseys. Yeah. yeah. So I'm I'm Nick 
down. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, and, so I even got the Knicks sneakers. You know what I'm saying? Because they, they had the, the sneakers with the emblem and everything like that. So I had I used to have a bunch of keys. So I ran back to one time and I was like, Mr. Goldstein forgot his keys. I gotta give him his keys. So like <laughs> the two white men had already went in back there. So the guy said, okay, okay, go ahead. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't question nothing. He didn't say nothing. You know what I'm saying? I just looked like I belong. You know what I'm saying? And I just made right. it, it real panicky. Like, yo, Mr. Goldstein left his keys, he left his keys. <laughs> I got his keys. <laughs> and uh, he's like, okay, go ahead. <laughs> I was chilling. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the gift of gas. That's the gift of gas. I was chilling. My boys was like, yo, where were you? Like, yo, you actually got back there. Right. <laughs> I remember yeah. my sister friend, Deetra, she used to talk to Anthony Mason, right? She, uh, and you know how I talk about basketball? And um, that's when Don Nelson, remember I, I was just talking about how he messed up the team? Because yeah, yeah. Anthony Mason was becoming like the focal point, even though we love Mason and Oakley. But I was one of those vocal people about, what is he doing? He messing with the team. So Deetra, she wasn't into basketball. She just was talking to him. She was just, you know, talking with him. So she was like, Oh, Cheryl, he, um, you and Terry could come to the play by play. So, you know, that was the, that was that little restaurant where they used to be back there. And, um, you know, how they had the basketball where you shoot in the hoop yeah. and stuff like that. They had all of that stuff back there. So when she called me, we went, me and Terry, cause we went to the game, but she was, she was, uh, in another, she was in the, in the suites. So when the game was over, Anthony Mason came to the play by play. And she had already told Anthony Mason, I want you to meet my girlfriend because she knows all about the Knicks and she your biggest fan. And she was saying, your coach, she told him what I be telling, you know, what I say out loud. Yeah. So because Don Nelson was putting Anthony Mason ahead of Patrick Ewing, Anthony Mason didn't like that type of talk. So we get to the play by play. He in there. That's when I realized how wide he was. He was like big, like a football player. You know, so I got intimidated and they was looking at Terry was like, Cheryl, talk your mess. So Anthony said, what you know about uh, basketball? What you know? And I said, I know about basketball. So he, he was just trying to challenge my basketball knowledge. Yeah. And he's shooting the balls, you know, so so he's shooting the balls. And that was used to, used to be like my type of thing. Every time I go to a music park, I play the basketball one shooting the ball. So so my sister was so disappointed in me because I was acting like uh, I don't want to say the wrong thing because he was saying, what you know? And then as I, as I got comfortable, then I started saying, I just feel like I said, no, I'm not saying you can't dribble the ball because you you definitely play like a guard. I said, you got the skills. I was kind of bigging him up because he was ready to eat me alive because <laughs> Dietra had already told him when I was saying that Don Nelson don't know what he's doing. And this, I was like, no, I'm not saying I just changed it. So he was like, oh, because I could, I'm a point forward. I, he was like, I know what I'm doing with the ball. Like he was taking me serious. And I was yeah. like, oh, my God, Dietra, why did she do that to me? But yeah. that was the only time that was my experience with Anthony Mason. <laughs> and my sister said, Cheryl, he shut you up. You you know about basketball. Like, I said, I don't know. For some reason, he was, you know, he was mean on the court. I was like, he he approached it in a mean way. So I, wanted, I, <laughs> I wanted my free tickets or something. I didn't know what he was going to say. He's talking about what you know. Like, you don't know what you're talking about. I was like, oh, my God. Acting like Anthony Mason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that was an intimidating experience. I was like, shoo, he mean with the players. He was good. He was he wasn't 
He was, you know how guys when they meet women, they be all softer. Yeah. Anthony Mason was like, What? What, what was you talking about? Yeah, what were you talking about? I shouldn't have the ball. I was like, What what is this I'm hearing? <laughs> <laughs> I say, yo, they get mad. They get mad when the fans be on them, boy. They get, they take that personal. Hey, man, that's how, that's basketball, man. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's that's sports. God rest the soul. Cause you got, yeah, man, yeah, maybe peace be a part of man. Cause after the match, he was cool dude too, though. He was cool. Dude. Right. He was a cool dude though. He he just uh, yeah. He, he was like, y'all want to go bowling? I ain't even want to go hang out. <laughs> I ain't even want to go hang out later. <laughs> So like, you want to go bowling? <laughs> oh man! And I, like, and I was missing the shots and stuff when I was shooting in the thing. He probably said to Detroit, "Yeah, Yo, your friend don't know nothing." nothing. <laughs> she was like, "She knows her, her stuff." You all pumped up. Hell, <laughs> did the punk out, y'all? <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm telling you that that was a Anthony Mason intimidated me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but you know what's weird about me? I was attracted to him out there, but he was talking to my girlfriend. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that that kind of made me like him. <laughs> he said, <laughs> I, "I was like, oh, he had he had authority." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's too funny. Oh, my God. Yeah, they cut me up for a long time with that. And when Terry told my brother-in-law. Yeah. Oh my God! He was like, "Yeah, you, cause, cause I used to always battle my brother-in-law. So when I didn't know something, he said, "Yeah, you swear you know so much about basketball. Her empty Mason shut you up." <laughs> <laughs> and I said, "Terry, why did you right tell away. him? Like, why did you tell him?" <laughs> that was his go-to. Yeah. Oh my God! He was like, "She better be quiet if I call Anthony Mason." <laughs> 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 yeah, that was funny. That's like my niece. She was little, right? <laughs> so my niece Fatima, she was little, and we were all talking about the Knicks and the different different players and stuff like that and everything. And I mean, she was little. She had to be no older than maybe three or four, maybe four years old or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like she had to be no older than before, four or five maybe. And from the we, and everybody talking about the Knicks and this and that, and other clear boots, he said, My favorite player is Anthony Mason. Like, well, where did that come from? Like, <laughs> he's like, he got off the bench or something like that. Like, like what? Like, Anthony Mason? <laughs> where did that come from? Like, yeah, he didn't know that she was paying attention to the game or nothing. Right, like, right. That shows you, right. Yeah. Like, out of the blue, <laughs> saying, like, Wow. Like, what do you know about Anthony Mason? <laughs> My favorite player is Anthony Mason. Like she said it with authority too. Right. You know, she know more than five. What you talk about, right? <laughs> yeah. My know about Anthony Mason. You know what I'm saying? He's not even like a starter or something like that. <laughs> but it's like, wow, Anthony Mason. I guess she liked his authority too. Right. He became the starter after a while. He did. He became a yeah. starter. Yeah. yeah. That's why I said when I when I but met him, he was, I think he yeah. When he when he was emerging, he was a six man, I believe, right? Yeah, he was six man. Yeah. He man and he award. did his thing. Yeah. He won the six man award before he won it. Right, and, right. And um John Starks have won it. They they both have won a six man award before. Right, right. And, yeah. They wound up being starters, right. Yeah. It became starters, yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but that was just too funny. She was literal too, man. <laughs> came up with Anthony Mason I like Anthony Mason Oakley was always cool you know Oakley liked it, my cousin but Oakley was he was Oakley was one of those tough guys that you love 
Like he Oakley wasn't like a mean guy. He was just more like don't mess with about people. His business. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he was about his business, and he like you said about Chuck Chill out having his. Yeah. He Anthony Mason. Oakley, I mean, um, Oakley's a fun dude. Man. Right, Oakley was funny. He was pleasant. You yes. know, yes. he a smile. Like he one of them tough guys that will will put a smile on his face. You yes. know how some guys had the mean mug all the time. Yeah. <laughs> That's how Anthony Mason like out because Anthony. Mason didn't greet us. I mean, you know, he greeted us nicely, but because he was ready to debate with me in basketball, the approach was like he was on the court. <laughs> but but Charles Oakley always like every time I seen him, even when I seen him, not not when he got thrown out, because you know after I used to go to the garden all the time because I was the rep there. But yeah. when I, every time I see Oakley, he, he Oakley was smiling. Like, what up, what up, what up, Charles? You know. Yep. Yeah. He always was a was a pleasant person. Yeah, you know, always man, and it'd be always somebody that wanted to challenge. You know what I'm saying? That man got it. <laughs> Opie looked like he he remind me of Fifty Cent. You know how Fifty Cent is like big and tough, and Fifty Cent got a smile on his face like, yeah, I'm about to kick somebody, but <laughs> yeah, but he's smiling he's like fine. he's a. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how Oakley was. Oakley a smile like what you say? Like you, exactly. you're ready to kick your butt. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm saying, yeah, it's it's all good though, man. A lot of them was cool, man. They're more cool than what you think they are. You know, what right? I'm Patrick Ewing was a cornball. He sometimes I don't even think he wanted to. Sign yeah, I, know, I never hung out with Patrick Ewing. He never hung. He never. Yeah, like, Patrick Ewing was corny. Went, yeah, like those. I just liked him as a player, like from Georgetown. I wanted him to win the. Yeah, but he, like you said, he wasn't that good of a leader because he had attitude. You know, he, he would yeah, wear yeah. wear his heart on his sleeve and show it. You know, he'd be yeah. pissed at the players and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, and, that, and that's that's you know, I think that's his biggest problem with his leadership. You know, what I'm saying, yeah. I think if he was a better leader, right, things would have been better, right, off. You know, what I'm saying, like say with somebody like Jordan. Who was a you know a real leader? It was like, yeah. gotta we gotta do what we gotta do to right. win. You know what I'm saying? And it's not just all about uh, him, but it's right. about him, but not all about him. But I, yeah, win it, right? Know? So that and that's a difference. You know what I'm saying? Right. That yeah, made, that made a difference for yeah. him. Yeah. But if I'm gonna lead, I'm gonna lead with a purpose. You know, what right. I'm saying? It's the same thing with 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 Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was like, hey man. If I'm gonna be this captain, dude, we got. I'm gonna be a captain so we can win. Right. And it's not about me being a captain because I'm the older guy on the team. Or right. Now I'm the still superstar. We gotta win. You know what I'm saying? Because nobody gonna they ain't gonna remember me if I don't. You know? Right. So that's what Kareem was all about. And that's, mm-hmm. that's what, let's, 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 let's take this to the next level. You know what I'm saying? And, and you know he he uh he was more teaming up with with uh. With magic after that, like, come on, let's do this, you know, right. make it happen, you know. It's all good though, you know. And then when it comes to see, when it comes to sports, it's always that it's always that person that they're gonna look up to. Mm-hmm. And either you're gonna be a leader for the right reason or a follower for the wrong reasons. So you have to have that in mind. And like I said, Coach Ford told me that a long time ago. Really, that that saved my life. But it's so true. You either got, you got to be a leader. You got to be a leader for the right reason, or you're going to be a follower for the wrong reasons. You know what I'm saying? And that's why you see so many people go down the, the that rabbit hole into 
uh, self-destruction because they they follow for all the wrong reasons. You know, what I'm saying like Mr. Byron said to me, he was like that. These guys, they're gonna they're gonna follow you to 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 the depths of hell. You know, what I'm saying right. So you jump off a bridge. They're gonna jump off a bridge, so you right. gotta, you got to do the right thing. You know what I'm saying? You can't do the wrong thing. You know what I'm saying? Because it's just gonna lead you into. And if any of them in your crew tells you to do the wrong thing, that means you're not being the leader. You know what I'm saying? So you gotta you gotta lead these guys. You know what I'm saying? And he was he was he just gave me a mouthful, an earful, right? I said a mouthful. He gave me an earful, and uh, and I was like, okay, Mr. Byron, and, and I understood. You know what I'm saying? So and leadership, you know, again, leadership is not you're not born with it. It's something you you're taught, but you have to have the spirit of being a leader. You know what I'm right. saying? And, and you got to be okay with not being, uh, you know, the popular choice because pe leaders sometimes are isolated, you know, because they got a job to do. Like you said, if they want to win and they have the mentality that they're going to do what it takes to win, it may be calling some people out. And some people don't like leaders, you know what I mean? Because <laughs> they, they can't take that role on, you know? Exactly. And that's what it's, and that's what it's about. You know what I'm saying? It, it's, yep. It's leading. You know, it's, it's doing it for all the right reasons. You know what I'm saying? And it's two ways to lead. You know what I'm saying? You, lead, you can lead from the front like a lion or you can lead from the back like a wolf. You know what I'm saying? Right. You're going to lead. You know what I'm saying? You're going to either lead your pride or lead your, lead your pack. One or the other. Remember I told you about my friend who was, we called her Erica Kane because yeah. she never got the award. And, yeah. and the reason, another reason, because she was the best reservation agent. She she had the most reservations made because they used to record the pro productivity. You know, like at the end of the day, from six to two, she'll have about four hundred reservations. I worked seven to three, and I may have had sixty reservations, and that shows you I wasn't doing no work. Right. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And we was running our mouths on the phone, but I get the award. I get the award and I knew that that's what they was they was bribing me yeah. because I was the vocal leader right. and they didn't want the union in and she deserved the award and I even told them that how did I get the award and they made up some crap oh we you know we recorded your your stuff from from the semester this time I'm like uh isn't these awards quarterly <laughs> but I took the money I ain't care about the plaque I was like well what comes with money I know you did. <laughs> but you know what? One thing about when I went to work for the union, I was I was uh, I had this guy that was on my team and he was a part of our dream team because that's what they used to call us. He was great. Jazzy G. He was the rep of the country clubs. Yeah. But the country clubs was a lot of white people. And he was a black. He was a Haitian guy, actually. Right. And so they were racist against him. But he oh. he made their argument. He made their argument uh, perfect because they they came to the union and said, we don't want him being our union rep because number one is he he had suits that were that were wrinkled coming to work with wrinkled clothes on which is a no-no if you're going you know how prestigious the country clubs yeah. are yeah, so you, got you can't walk in there with and he had dreads as, at that you can't walk in there with nappy dreads you're here and then you so so the union listened to the members because we needed their you know their membership but one thing when we used to be in the leads meeting and we we're talking about promoting people to leaders one thing they said about him 
they was like oh you know he's not ready yet because what they were looking for is if he had natural leadership skills like when we're running the meeting and you know when everybody's talking somebody got to be the one to say guys guys quiet you know yeah people be on their phone somebody got to say let's put our phones away he didn't want to never do that and i did that stuff naturally because i want to hear the meeting Right. And and th these are the things that I was telling him because I got promoted early when he was just as good as me because I only trained them for like two, three months. It wasn't like I trained them for years. So he was right behind me. And then we go eight years. I was a lead and he finally was getting to be a lead. And I said, that is a big gap. And he kept saying, why are they not promoting me? And I was telling him, I said, number one is they feel like you can't lead the you can't lead the team. Because leading the team, you got to be the unpopular one. I had no problem saying, guys, can we be quiet so we can start the meeting? They, they you know, they'll be like saying stuff under their breath, but they'll get over it because they yeah. like hanging out. You know what I'm saying? But you got to be willing to be the bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. As a leader, that's that's part of it. Right. Part of it. There's always going to be challenges. So, yeah, they're going to always be the popular. You're not going to be the popular choice. But mm -mm. You got to be the chosen one. They gonna go camping and they ain't gonna tell you. <laughs> and you come back, you come back to work on Monday, and everybody be like, "Yeah, remember that beer? That where, where did I went? Why y'all ain't tell me? Oh, cause we, cause we ain't want to mess up your job. <laughs> we ain't want to jeopardize your position. <laughs> I heard, I heard it all, but they knew I didn't care. They knew I was like, "Oh, y'all some suckers." You know what I'm saying? Because I, like I told them, I said. One thing is I'm never going to be a suck up. You can't never say that I didn't demand my respect from them. You right. know what I mean? And they never seen that. They always was looking like, oh, look, because my president, like I told you, he couldn't control me. He was he used to look at me like, Cheryl, can you be quiet? <laughs> and, and he better not say it, but he'll give me a look like, you know, you ain't my daddy. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, give me a look like be quiet, but he won't dare say be quiet. Right. Because <laughs> he didn't know what would come out my mouth. <laughs> he the look though. <laughs> he give me the look like, okay, because you know, we sometimes when we laugh and we joking around at work, we don't know when to stop. Like somebody will say something and it keep going. You know how you gotta say, stars, time to wrap up. <laughs> so sometimes we used to be at work cutting up and it'd be so funny. And then people, it was just like a domino effect. I said Say something, then somebody else say something, then I say that they say that it, it was like, okay, all right, enough. But they they laughing their minds out, and 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 for us to be the leads, and we doing it, so you know the workers is following us. Of course, following the leader. So so Bill looking like, uh, Cheryl, can you cut this out now? <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be like, oh, something wrong with your eyes, Bill. So you want some visine? You got some visine? <laughs> He'd be looking at me like, all right, already. <laughs> Oh, you are. So you perfect for talk radio now. <laughs> oh, man, I tell you, I wanted to do radio. <laughs> Yo, but Nelson, give us the wrap up size. Yes, yes. <laughs> I was looking at Nelson through my peripheral vision. I see you, I see you Nelson. Hey. All good things come to an end. So motivated, but hey, we've been having a, a good time today. 
uh, on uh, Morning Coffee here on Work It Out Wednesday. You know, we like to do the sports angle and everything every Wednesday and, and bring it to you on that Work It Out Wednesday and uh, loving the sports and everything. Hey, we talk from everything from, from basketball, football, baseball, hockey. We talk it all. Whatever we, whatever you into, we into. You know what I'm saying? So it's all it's all good now, Arena. You know what I'm saying? Take it to the field with y'all. All right? So I'm so motivated. Uh, we're going to take our deep breaths and we're going to say our affirmation protection prayer for the day. So your work it out Wednesday going to be just that. So you can work all things out. That's what it's all about here on Morning Coffee because this is edutainment. You know what I'm saying? Words of KRS One edutainment. <laughs> All right, so let's breathe in, y'all. Let's take our deep breath. Breathe in. Hold it, hold it, hold it. Release. Extend, extend, extend it. Breathe in. Hold it, hold it, hold it. Release. Extend, extend, extend it. One more time, beloveds. Breathe in. Hold it, hold it, hold it. Release. Extending, extending, it's the new extending. morning coffee with the motivator the Jazzy G featuring Cheryl Star. Love of God. She's lovable. She's funny. And so of God it's Cheryl Star, the superstar. The presence of God watches over us. No matter where we are, God is and all is well. It's Workout Wednesday with the motivator Jazzy G. That is your protection prayer affirmation for the day, beloveds. You take that with you no matter, no matter where you go today, man. Be work, school, or play on this Work It Out Wednesday. Remember, I love each and every one of you. It's not a damn thing you can do about it. Hey, star. Yes, yes. Out Wednesday. Oh, what you, what you doing working out Wednesday? How you working it out today? Go I told you, I'm trying to get my membership renewed. So I got to get that <laughs> renewed. Yes. <laughs> they, they ain't let me in the gym. I ain't paid my bill. <laughs> they pay your dues. <laughs> I ain't paid my bill. That's why I love Nelson. <laughs> hey, you got to bring him a, you bring him a, 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 a CD and Nelson's uh, block party mix. You know what I'm saying? You want to work it to the bone. <laughs> hey, y'all play this. <laughs> so are me. There's <laughs> some block party mixes in there. <laughs> Guarantee everybody be in there working it out. <laughs> hey, so motivators. Me, Nelson, and Star, we're going to take two steps to the rear. We're going to get on out of here, y'all. Hey, we love y'all. Peace.